conspired to create. History will prove one of us correct. Wait, 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 you're not letting me finish, bro. This is how you become bulletproof. Bulletproof. Welcome back to another episode. You have four of us here. Craig uh, is out in the ranch. Sure is. Look at that. Um, He's got antlers coming out of his head. Yeah. New, set <laughs> new set. Trey's got get new equipment. So uh, we will have no more unprofessionalism here. And, uh, and <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, yeah, mine's right. not plugged in. It's all we will have, I, I think we will have no more rookiness. And, uh, and and so you guys are elevating your game. And I and I, as as the person who's already elevated, really appreciates it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that your audio visual game is up. We'll we'll appreciate. Well, you know, it's funny. Actually, I was just talking about that to the mastermind. So interestingly enough, so we were talking about marketing and things like this, and I said, and this is a, a little bit of a of a tangent, but bear with me. You'll really appreciate this. So we were talking again. It always goes back to, well, I need to get a film crew, and I need to have professionals come in. I said, fair, maybe for certain things, but the mix is probably 50 50 where you want to have some raw things. And I said, here's the deal. People will tolerate, people who are consuming your content will tolerate grainy video, you know, grainy, m- video that's moving around, maybe not high quality. What they will not tolerate, and they don't even know this psychologically, is terrible sound. And we've all seen the person who has tried to record using their iPhone sitting across the operatory, and they're using the damn microphone of the iPhone to record that sound. And it sounds horrible, like you're in a bathroom. Right. So I just sent there's a there's there's now no excuse for that, meaning I just sent them a link for like Amazon has a little microphone. You smack one once one part of it into your iPhone, you turn it sideways, put it on a tripod, uh, turn that turn that iPhone into cinematic mode, start filming. And now you have this tiny little wireless lapel here with a transceiver on your microphone on your iPhone for thirty dollars. So um, I don't know. I, I think that's you know, I love the term get off zero. If you're not doing some kind of video or social or putting yourself on camera, you don't need to go through and hire a video videographer like Dwight or Craig or have a full-time one like me. Just get off zero and start doing something. And when you do, use the iPhone. It's a magical piece of equipment, but make sure you have a good microphone. So that's that's my that's my entry. Sorry, I went a little tangential. That really wasn't how I wanted to start the pod, but but you said something to that, Dwight. And uh yeah, so absolutely. it doesn't um, have to be difficult. I love that you said that. It, speaking it of difficult, little... speaking of difficult, Uh-oh. well, actually it's not difficult. It's just, we are launching by the time you have heard this, the summit is launched as of this recording. We have, uh, we are launching on Friday to, uh, masterminders, then, then previous summit attendees, and then just a general audience who's hearing. So we are kind of doing it in sequence. But it is hard because we, again, used another platform to kind of like uh, consolidate things, make it easy, easier. The software we had for the last summit, which was great, we're actually using them for kind of an all-in-one solution now, which is great. It's going to make everything streamlined. Um, but it's delayed the summit. And to, <laughs> we're only six months out from when it's scheduled. It's scheduled for June 14th and 15th in, in, uh, in Scottsdale. So... Anyway, by the time you're hearing that, it should be open. By the time you're, by the time this pod has come out to the, to the public facing, uh, ears, then it is ready to go. So bulletproofsummit.com, go go go. I do yeah, like and, that. Uh, you know, Good not promotion. that we have go go go. 
not that we have uh, themes, but the um, what I love about the summit, and you guys can attest to it, all four of us can attest to it, is that uh, it's the only education event that I'm aware of thus far where it's an immersive event for the entire team because, as we always say, there's doctor stuff that we go to, there's ADOM for the office managers, there's hygiene conventions and assistant programs, but no one learns together. And when you don't learn together, you get knowledge, but it's very hard to execute. So what's beautiful about what we're doing, and hopefully people that are listening will take heed of this, you bring your entire team. And there's a lot of tactical exercises this time. There's a lot of breakouts where people actually put pen to paper and make an action plan. So you're not going to leave with a bunch of crap that just dies on the shelf. You, If you do it right, you bring your team, you're going to leave with an action plan. And you're gonna know what to do. Yeah, so a roadmap. Cool. I think that's the that's the the direction we're going in this year is leaving where the rubber meets the road for a directional roadmap for your team, right? Because it, it's a superpower to have all of us in the room, meaning all of our teams in the room, you know. And so when you when you have an opportunity like that, you better capitalize. And so that is the thing. And Craig, to your point, we are now having offices. Like we actually had two people reach out to us. They're trying to bring. One office is trying to bring 42 people. To yeah. the one office is trying to bring wow. 31. So I think like, that uh, one office that they brought in like 10 people to the Austin summit, she's trying to bring at least 50. Mm, at crazy. least 50. Oh, it is one cool. office. It, Holy, it, it, can you believe that? What an sure. investment, but it, I mean, it's oh. great because it, it would, it would absolutely make a difference uh, for the action plan. I mean, let's face it. If the four of us got together for two days without an agenda, and just you know, strategized on the BP pod about what to do with the BP podcast. We'd make it better too. It's just putting everybody in the same location, the same the same intentionality causes magic to happen. Yeah, it allows you to implement when you get back. Yep. Yep. Which and there's magic that, in that. that whole that whole strategy cabinet full of trophies with no implementation. Well, Trey, you used a word that I want to pick on for a second. Not pick on you, but pick on it. Because without fail, it is the thing. When someone is ready to make change, implement is the word you said, right? Change and 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 sometimes um, exposing yourself to new data. So, for example, someone gets exposed to the Bulletproof ecosystem. They start looking at the pathway and all the various things that can be done in the practice. And sometimes you can't unhear or unsee some of those things that need to be done. So because you've heard that and because you know you probably and more than likely need it, it creates additional stress in your life. Agreed? Yeah, Agreed. I okay. feel that. Because, because most of us, I am guilty as well, and I was actually telling Craig that he's, he's mastered this skill, and I'll get to it in just a second, is that, is that most of us duck and cover when we, oh, Scott, I need all these things I need to do because you think you're the person for the job, right? Because that's, that's more than likely been our come up the way we've done things from dental school onward. When something needs to be done, I'm just going to do it because I don't, you know, I'm, I'm the person, so to speak. Now, what we see time and time again is when people learn new skills or be exposed to new skills or new things they need to do in their practice, where it fails is the implementation or the implementor, right? And that's where I said, Craig, I said, Craig, you've really, you know, Craig has really mastered the art of who, not how. We were having a, a private conversation just on the phone, chit-chatting about stuff. And I said, you know, I'm still in the, I'm still in the, let me figure out how to do everything first. And then I will go right to the who, right? Meaning I want to learn. 
I want to learn it conceptually first. For example, if it's SEO and I, that I didn't know about, I would say, I'm going to learn about it, not because I'm going to do it in perpetuity. It's because I'm going to learn about it enough where I can then transpose that onto someone else and be the one who says, hey, you're responsible for the result. Or maybe maybe that's a marketing company. That's why I always contend that you should know enough about the core subject before you outsource it so that you don't get taken advantage of. And dentistry, as we know, is the most preyed upon industry. I don't have data on that, but I can only assume it's the most preyed upon industry uh, uh, out for stuff like that. So implementation is just key. Dwight, Trey, I'll, I'll, I'll shut up now. I'm feeling like I've... No, I, I like that. I One of the comments I'll make to that is the who, not how concept. And I think it is a natural... If you were going to take a ruler of a rubric on how we develop as leaders, it is like beginning to to true leadership. It is the development of the concept. I think one of the quotes on there is like, instead of asking, how can I do this? It's who can help me with this? You know, it's this concept of like, if I'm going to go somewhere and learn something, it better be a hundred percent. Okay. Dwight, let's get specific. Cause I know how, how Craig operates, meaning he'll hear something and he immediately turn around and be like, uh, who's going to do that? Right. Like who's, yeah. can you yeah. do that? Can you handle this? Like he doesn't right. even bother with wanting, having to learn about it. Right. Which is correct. So freeing. So tell me your, yeah, but, I, but before we go, just to add one thing to that guys, I, that's not a great approach. It works for me, but I just got off the phone 30 minutes ago with SEO and web designers that Peter, you know, really well. Mm -hmm. And when I, I redesigned my website like a while ago and when the SEO fell off a cliff, like it did for you, you sprang into action because you knew what to do. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a who. I see. So I stuck my, I did the ostrich approach for a couple of years. So it's, just you know, hole, I, stick your head in I, the hole. I put my head in a hole and hoped it would just magically fix itself. So, you know, I think there's a happy medium between what I do and what you do. What I do, right. And that's what I want to hear what Trey, sorry. So let's go Dwight, to, Dwight, let's go to Dwight first. Dwight, tell yeah. me if I were to teach you and say, Dwight, you got to do this for your practice. Let's give an example. You've got to do local search ads for your practice. We'll get, we'll get very specific. And I, and I sat there and I proposed and I said, look at all these benefits, Dwight, look what it's going to do, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't say here, Dwight, here's how you do it. What would be, what would be the, this, the next steps that you took? So notoriously for me, I'm going to gather information and I'm going to see how I believe it actually is going to benefit my organization from top, top level. And then I have a set cadence meeting every single week with my team in different areas. So my, if it's my clinical team, they meet once a week at this time. And if it's going to be a clinical development thing, it's going to be hit at Monday morning at 8 a.m. And I'm going to present it to them as something that I think we should start paying attention to. But the first thing I ask is, is where are we on this? Let's gather data. Is, are we failing in this category? Is this office doing better than that office? And let's talk about implementing. Where if will it, your involvement stop? My involvement will stop in account. So I hold people accountable to get it done on the cadence consistently, but I do Is not get weekly involved. meetings. Sorry, that's my weekly meetings. That's okay. right. My weekly meetings. It's a, if it's a marketing thing, I have a marketing meeting on a weekly basis. That is, I'm going to check in and they're going to update me. And I have a cadence that's literally written on a sheet and we know, go back I, and I check that. it. I have that template. It's magic. That's right. And that's the extent 
of what I will get involved. Now, okay. if it is an area of brilliance that I love, that I'm passionate about, like Pete, you're going to get more involved in your marketing processes because you love it. You're, you might be part of the creation process. Mm -hmm. You might take it a little step further, but then the account, then you just want to go back to accountability because you can't be at that point where you're constantly the, the developer, if you will. Right. Yeah. Trey, before you can, I, can I just say one quick thing? I think Craig, one of my main desires of wanting to learn it is, is in order to achieve, like I've always contended that once I can learn it, I see things like a little bit farther. You know, you always say like, you're real, I'm a real early on adoption and technology. Yeah, you're very early. I, I see things far in advance of what I want it to be, but unless I have the context of what it is, I can't say what it should be. And therefore then I can't deploy and say, Hey team implement this. Here's what a touchdown would look like in, in six months time, whatever it may be. Trey, uh, same thing. If I were to teach you, say, Trey, you've got to do this new skill, right? You've got to do local search ads. We'll use the same example. How would you then deploy it to your team? Or, or would you stay in it like me, maybe fighting? So I'll use local search ads as a perfect example because it's exactly what I did. Okay. Local search ads we talked about. You touched on, said, hey, this is a really good idea. We need to look at it. The first thing I did was send it to... Uh, my team operations specifically. So that goes to Morgan. Morgan looks at it. I say, Hey, we need to look at this. Pete's into it. Let's learn about what you need to do. Figure out what you want to go. Okay, can I pause you right there just for a second? I'm sorry. You so when you say, cause I hear this a lot in people, we, we need, we should look at this. Does that really mean Morgan, you look at this? Yes. Okay. Just so, to be clear, right? So, so from the standpoint of how I operate now and I'm, I go through, I think we all go through the beginning stages of what we've talked about, where you are in control. I go get it done. Then you start to grow mm. to a point where you start to realize, hmm, oh, I delegate from a position of knowledge. So now you learn about it, then you delegate it. Then you can train on it and do all that good stuff. Then you start to extricate yourself. And that's where a lot of us get stuck, knowing that you really can't do that at a higher level. Mm. I think over the last, the second half of this year, and this year, as we've started to really increase speed, I've started to learn the whole concept of, and real funny enough, it's who, not how that book really resonates with me of, ah, I'm about to level up everything in terms of speed because I'm not going to get involved in any of it. So something like local search ads, it goes down to operations. It gets looked at, viewed, deciding whether it's something to pursue. If it's something to pursue, it gets assigned to certain who, who makes the decision on pursue or not pursue. Uh, typically Morgan with my, okay. so again, you're my, not, so it's not a, we should decide it's, it's Morgan. No, you, it's, you should decide. Correct. That's amazing. Okay. So you are more in the, I would put you probably more in the Craig camp on this. Yep. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is. I'm in that camp. Okay. I, I do my best to extricate myself from everything. Well, and now I'm on the, I, I'm actually, I've had a big, you know, it's almost like a come to Jesus moment with myself on, I'm not in control anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm building a company with a team and the team has input. I'm just, I'm an, I ideate, I sit down and I start to strategize and I may learn something like you said, and Dwight touched on this of what you're passionate about, passionate about, you're going to learn about it, or you're going to learn about it because it increases your ability to strategize and see future direction. Well, I look for future direction. I live in the future at this point in time. Craig, what did Tony Robbins says about, um, about growing a business? Like what are the two skills you need to have? Um, well, he says, the, the, like, well, he says all business is just innovation and innovation marketing. Innovation and marketing. That's it. Yeah. 
right? And so Trey, to to you, right? Maybe because the marketing thing isn't isn't you, you sit around and, and you said the word ideate, which really means innovation, Correct. right? You you want to make it faster, easier, better for the team. I, I guess where I'm going with this, guys, is that for for what it's worth. Um, I have a data point where I was the nucleus of everything. I know we haven't used that term in a while, but, uh, but I have a data point back in my, in my history where I was the nucleus of everything, the smartest guy in the room, give it to me, I'll do it. Gosh, I'll do it. And, and it felt good. Like Craig will say, like, it feels good to me to kind of wear that scarlet letter for myself because it made me feel important, but it was, I, without, well, you are important, it well, is, you okay. are important, but without fail, Without fail, I want to make sure everyone is hearing me say this that's listening to this podcast. Without fail, it was the impediment to my growth. Absolutely. At this Good for stage. you, Peter. Good for you, by the way, to admit that uh, publicly. Because um, at the end of the day, we all serve our ego. And your ego, when, when you're the guy or the gal that gets to make all the decisions, it feels good. It feels good when someone in your team says, hey, how do I do this? Just X, Y, Z. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. How do I do this? C, D, E. Mm-hmm. And like all day long. But then you're like a switchboard operator. And when it's coming mm-hmm. at you one-on-one, on one, you can move the switches. When it comes at you at six-on-one and 12-on-one, you're the impediment. You're the bottleneck. You're the bottleneck. Yeah. And yeah. it does take, do you want to be important or do you want to be successful? Do you want to be instrumental mm-hmm. or do you want to be, you know, and, and it's just the def- definition of what you instrumental feel, though, is. Craig, so we have a term right now that we're going to use that the three of us have heard. You know, delegation is not abdication. Right. That's what most people think it is. So our masterminders yeah. are calling Describe us. Describe that. Describe yeah. the. De- yeah. So so what is a common theme when people hear what we've just said of the last you know fifteen minutes? They say, okay, my chief hygienist or my office manager, they're going to go walk up to them and say, hey Becky, I want you to run it all. What what is that? Becky's like, well, what, what do you mean? Like, I just want you to run it all. You've I'm been going, here for I'm nine here. months. You know what I like. Here's the keys. Take care of it. Do what you think is best. Six send, weeks later, I yeah. Six weeks later, I gotta fire Becky. I got the wrong person. Becky sucks. So it, no, you just abdicated. You just you didn't delegate. You said, here is the keys. Have fun. Let me know how it goes. So you with Morgan, you know, tr- uh, Dwight with Angela, Peter with his ops team, me with Erica, these are decade plus relationships. All of us, decade plus, they got to know us. They got to really understand it. And I think a lot of dissatisfaction comes. I say this often, don't compare your chapter one with someone else's chapter 10. So what, what there was a, there was a decade of working together. You know, Erica was my chair slide assistant. She got to know me. Do you think you can handle this? Why don't you take this on? Why don't you take that on? It's, you know, and it takes time. So don't go. The most common thing is I need to find a CEO and yeah. they hire some poor SOB that used to run a nice company, 70, 80 people, hand that guy or girl the keys. And like six months later, they fire them. Yep. Because <laughs> like you need to describe what it is, that what what's yeah, a because there's, because there's not enough context. You know, they, the, per, the new the new person has not enough context because they didn't they didn't see you. Right. They didn't work through you from assistant to whatever. to And you weren't clear with what's a win. Well, and and that's go ahead. There's another part to this that I think we're we're ignoring. We've touched on in the past. But when you just list out the people that you just listed out, which all of us have, we all have 10 year plus relationships with them. We're not at a single practice level. 
and and Greg, although you are single practice, you're not at a single practice level. You're not right. talking about an office manager. You're talking about operators. You're talking about people that are doing this at a at a much different level than a so-called office manager. And in many cases, when you're at a single practice level and you're growing and you're learning and you're you're basically paying your dues and learning your learning the 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 chops along the way. Sometimes you need an office manager, not an operator. And when people look for the operator, everything mm -hmm. falls falls apart because you don't need one. That's not necessary. Mm -hmm. So it's the it's the discussion of putting the cart behind, before the horse. You can't run down the path too far when you haven't built the base yet. So you don't need to be looking for that relationship at this point in time. And you can't abdicate <laughs> yourself out of your situation. Right. There, there is an level. art and a science, right? So if someone's listening to this, it's like, I'm ready to go. I want to go next level. I would say looking backwards that the skill to learn would be this art skill that we're talking about, right? And there's copious books that describe it. There's, you know, who not how we've mentioned a couple of times. Um, but, but there is, a, I think there is an art to being, you know, to having the right blend and, and everything may, the blend may, may vary, meaning you may be a little bit more involved or you may be able to just literally find that person and, and a Morgan or an Erica and just be like, Hey, I, I trust your judgment. I know that, you know, the outcome of what I'm looking for, learn this skill and just roll. So. Um, yeah. So anyone looking to kind of go next level, advance their operation. Go ahead, Dwight. Yeah. My main focus on something like this is also understanding the fact that like when you're choosing to not be the the office manager in your business, to not be the operator and you're choosing to make this step up, we have to kind of define then what is the role of the leader? What is the role? Is it because for most doctors, it's kind of like, hey, I'm the clinician, I run the lead clinical process. And I also quote, own the business. And I oversee the office manager. That's like most people's definition of what it means to be a leader. But uh -huh. if you want to grow your practice or be able to scale above that, then you have to do a couple things. That's what we're talking about here. You have to remove yourself from being the quote unquote office manager. I've met a lot of doctors, office managers, and they are just their favorite assistant got moved up to be right. the office manager. And they're not office manager type individuals, which is what keeps you in that office manager role as the owner. So a, you have to decide who are you going to be delegating these things to? And do you want to test out the people that you have that you feel you hand selected to be excellent? Cause they were excellent chair side. They're usually not the greatest operators for your business. They're not the ones who can handle, you know, actual financials or ordering and budgets and things of that nature to help you grow and scale. There's no doubt about that. Right. But what is our job? Like if I were to say, what's my job and where do I stop? I have to know two things. A, this is what I want to change, right? I have to implement a sense of change. This is what I'm changing. The second thing is, is what's the rubric that's going to make that successful? And what does, what does the maintenance look like? Meaning what is the KPI I'm tracking to make sure that this is maintaining itself? What is the method? So those are and the then two. You're designing things. the system too. Well, you're just right. saying that a different way. Yeah. Right. You're designing but, the system. Whereas my, when I was a kid, I'm going to say that, well, when I was in college, I remember my favorite book and I still, to this day is my favorite leadership book It's called the leadership challenge by Posner. Um, and there was one quote that I, that I think, and a lot of, you know, I, I kind of over almost overbuild infrastructure of people. I don't just have Angela. I have like departments and like, I overdo it. 
right? Because I did it in computer programming. I did it in other companies. But I remember I just wrote this down. It was like my favorite quote. Leadership must challenge the process precisely because any system, even good systems, unconsciously conspire to maintain the status quo and prevent change. So our job is to create change, to make sure that our team mm -hmm. is allowing for the growth of your business. But what you're not, saying is the default is uh to to maintain settle. the status quo maintain. to settle and yeah maintain it because you have to break that inertia you have to drive change correct yeah, yeah. and that's Which our is, job but if we're caught up in doing the minutia of yeah. designing the change implementing the change maintaining the change and holding people accountable to the change guess what you are the status quo and it doesn't work you bottleneck again yeah right. so, well, I, this is the difference between strategy and operations strategy is the idea of of where are we going and how are we getting there? And it's that's the us standing on a ladder, looking over the wall, doing this, checking out where we're headed. This is the plan. Here's the strategy. And then you hand it down the ladder to someone that's stuck in between the walls. They can't necessarily see over the walls, but they're going to tactically execute the strategy. And that's your operations, the tactical executions of it. And if you stand on that ladder and look over that wall and you start to design strategy and you stay in that role, you will do well. But as soon as you climb down that ladder and put your fingers in the dirt, you now can't see over the wall anymore. So you have to make sure that you Ooh. are the person that, that does that. You will at scale. Okay. So you will so at these, scale. These so, things. Go, well, go I was ahead, say, Pete, and you're a good example from what we've talked about. You keep yeah. wanting to go put your fingers in the dirt, but then it, what it does is tell you, well, where am I headed? Yeah, Which is I'm trying very, very on. hard in this this acquisition I'm about to go through to really, you know, as my wife says, not be a control freak, <clears throat> you know, and that, so which is hard. That's a, that's very a hard, hard thing it's, to let go. To Craig's point, because I because I know how to make the one through ten right crystal clear. I can see things far in advance, right? And so, but but putting my fingers in the dirt means I stay dirty in perpetuity. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you you yeah. lose what you do is you start to lose the the ability to see forward because yep. you're you're using well, your time and your your mental capacity to do something in operations tactical let's, execution. Let's, well, uh, this is this is, going, Greg. This is philosophical. Wrap, wrap so so I want to wrap this up into like uh, this a subject. Question. I got one more subject. This for is philosophical domain. So kudos to you, Peter, for acknowledging um, that it's you. Cause I think that's the first step of ownership of to create something. And, and let me be very clear with you. If you are going to physically do what you've done and all your, the practices on this new acquisition, it will be better, Peter, it oh, will be sure. better. So if Papa John didn't want to open up 5 million stores, he probably made really good pizza on his first shop. I doubt his <laughs> 5 millionth pie that's being served right now. But like there's a Henry Ford quote I've probably said to you many times when asked about the Model T and said it's this quantity over quality. Henry Ford was famous for saying quantity has a quality all of its own. So um, it's a philosophical thing. But the two things that changed my understanding of this is we have two paradigms. Number one, the, the Goethe quote that I always talk about, if you treat people as they currently are, you make them worse. If you treat people as they could be, you help them to become what they're capable of becoming. So you have to see something in your people that they may not even see in themselves. Mm -hmm. So you have to coach them at a certain point. And then the other thing is delegation is not that you take your shit and you make other people do it. Delegation is actually opportunities. If my son worked for you, Peter, I'd want you to delegate everything to him because I know the more he takes on, the more opportunity he has. 
So, you know, as, as a father or mm-hmm. as a friend to anybody in my organization, I would want someone to train the shit out of them because the more they do, the more opportunity they have. But so, how many people in the mastermind, for example, or, and even us, of course, think that delegation is n- not only abdication, it's basically, I want to give this job that I hate to somebody else. Yes. And that's rarely, how it's packaged. It's how it's yeah, packaged. Rarely is it, I need to find somebody to do this better than me. Right. What oh. a different perspective. Right. Or look at the associate conversation. I need an associate. Why? Because, you know, I want to give all the shit to them so I can Correct. be the FMR. What Correct. type of associate are you going to get when you want to outsource mm-hmm. only your 15 DOs to them Correct. and pluck their FMRs right. versus yeah. I want to grow this organization with high quality care and mm-hmm. I want to train everything, the 300 grand of CE I've learned. I want to train the next person for that. What a difference. Right. But it the all starts with what we say to ourselves. Um, so guys, I want to just tell you that I am on the middle after 19 years, I am in the middle of day, day two of changing softwares. So oh, no way. I didn't know you started. We started on Monday. Is that why you're not? That's why, yes. that's why he has low A energy. <laughs> I do have low A energy. Oh, I'm sorry. No, we all do today. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's crazy after 19 years, flipping the switch on, on five practices is, uh, do what I did go for one. No, no, because it goes down. I mean, actually you would be, I didn't do what you did and go on vacation when that happened. But I, but I, I have, I have not been involved. And actually when someone came and kind of vented, I was like, Hey, I love this, but is there something that I can, can, can do otherwise, like don't waste your time on me. Right. And yeah, they're like, no, I just, person. no, just, you know, this, this, and this, I was like, okay, but I don't know how to, I don't have to fix that. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm wasting your time, so to speak. Um, but it's been, it's been, um, it's awesome. I, we are breaking into a technological era finally with our patient management software. And it is, you know, and looking at the steps ahead, I am super pumped up about the opportunities, yes. super pumped worth the disruption. um just the, the stuff point. like dentistry is you know it's finally been there's you know i think my last you know i don't think eaglesoft had been innovated in a long time and Hell actually no. my, my version was not even you know supported anymore so it's really fresh to see like an almost like an ai technologically advanced all-in-one for the actual dentist you know like yeah. just a lot of cool shit so i'm very bullish on on uh, on 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 tech and dentistry is all I can say, um, but but we probably know that because I talk about AI and stuff like that. But um, it's a it big is, change. Don't under I mean oh, nobody needs to underestimate oh, the impact. But totally. but, but hey, but like but like you know what? Change sucks, as we all know. No no one would would want to do this. No one's ever gone through a, a practice management software and be like that was easy, you know. Yeah. But easy, but it was worth it, right? Or a lot of times it was worth it. Craig, yours was hard. Oh my God. And it was worth it, right? It's so much, so many things in life, like the shit that we really think is worth it. We look back and we're like, oh, that was a hard time, but it was worth it, you know? And it's like, it's like your proudest thing. So the easiest thing for me to be to stay is like Craig says his favorite line, stay in my, my dirty diaper and just stay suffering with the X, Y, Z. That would have been easy for me. Easy, right? No change. Just stay in this. We'll figure it out y'all. But instead we took the hard, the hard route temporarily to get to the easy route long-term. Everybody Obst- needs to realize obstacles the way. That's right. That's there's right. so much 
consolidation, so much money coming into our industry. Mm -hmm. If people do not realize that they're drastically going to change the technology in their business, like I, and I told you this at the last pod, Pete, and I, you don't even want me to say it again, but I will bet you that you potentially will change softwares within the next two to three years. Again, I will. And I know he says 0% chance and I'll bet you willing to bet you. I'll be willing to bet you that I won't even, I won't even even be inclined to or even desire to but you will oh, good i like the fact that we got this on record that'll be yeah, just I, fun to I'm fish it out J- jamie but you will. by then and, we'll have a jamie on our podcast he'll be able to let me tell out. you why because you know our industry is going through a massive transition which is what medical did too and we will finally transition fully into web-based platforms where it doesn't even matter you don't need servers you don't need any of that jazz i know so i, I know did. that you're well no you're on a cloud just like i am and I've been on a cloud for 10 it's years, a, app so. inter- a web app interface. I understand that, but I did it 10 years ago, which yeah, but I love. Your socks. His is amazing. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. It's <laughs> right. It's fine. Uh, I just, I just want to say that, but it's going and to come the down nucleus to conversations coming yeah. back again. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he was doing so well. Last, right. uh, last comment. Now it's, <laughs> I didn't say it. You did. But no, I know, gonna... but I could feel it coming out. I just wanted to complete well, thought for him. All right. Let's it's going to come down to cost is all. And I'm thankful that we are open yeah. for change because a yeah, lot listen, of there's many horses in this yeah. race. Peter's just on the winning horse is what he's trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> okay. I think that's, is that fair to say, Peter, that you wanted to say that? If it wasn't on the heels of the egoic, I mean, I, everything. The topic. I do yeah. have a good track record of picking winners. I will tell you. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I would name names. <laughs> but we defend people. <laughs> we got a graveyard, is, people. We'll leave that it alone. Is true. All right. Anyway. All right. So my next question as we, <laughs> as we keep this, this pod pithy is this. Dwight. Sir. <clears throat> It's coming at me. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, All right. Let me, let me ask this. Trey. <laughs> he better, yeah. <laughs> Psych. Do you have a management company? I do. You do. And, but you are the sole owner, right? Yes. I'm the sole owner of the management company. Yes. Why did you create a management company? I created a management company because I need to house people uh, that that work on multiple practices. How, how is your management company paid? It is paid through management fees that are dictated by management contracts. Is it a percentage of revenues? It's flat fee. Flat fee. Got it. Got it. Mm. Okay. So the practices are owned, could be owned by anybody, anybody, but Trey is the owner of management company. Theoretically. Yes. Craig, do you have one? No, but it's uh, um, it would it would probably be a good Either idea. yes or no. <laughs> no, no, and and it's not a no, but it's a no, and it. Would hey, be remember that when you asked me questions? Are you okay? Let me ask you this: You are in late stages of bringing on a, a partner. Very late right? stages, yes. Are you forming one? No, but it would be a good idea. Um, um, I've been advised. Change your plans. Change your plans. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, uh, I, you know, because look, my t- this is. I want to hear fun- what you've been advised. Go, go. Yeah. Please. So the fundamental reason is that, in theory, 
if you use team in your practice for other services that are beyond the entity that your partner's in, Hmm. it doesn't really, it's not completely fair that, you know, Becky who works in your practice also pays the cowboy that manages your ranch or um, handles the building bills. So what I'm going to do, and this is a longer way of describing a management company is just do an ad back so that there has to be an arm's length relationship. But an ad back is only a one time, a one no, time. No, 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 con- a consistent ad back. Oh, okay. You're ad back yeah. in form of a distribution, a beta. Yes. Got yes. it. Got yes, it. yes, yes. Okay. So Dwight, obviously we know you, 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 um, you have a management company and a very robust one at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk, talk us through your gateway into that. Generally speaking for my ability to grow and scale, I thought that centralization of services for multiple locations made sense. Man- well, you have partners in your existing practice, right? Correct. Your practices. And then you have, and then, but you have the management company, right? Because you saw, Correct. okay. All right. So there. And the management company oversees the, for example, in this case, the holding company that manages the practices in this case. Now I can have other holding companies. You can have a holding company that also would manage, for example, uh, Craig's ranch could have a holding company that would manage its own sense, right? Or his estate or even his, you know, his personal holding estate, right, for his kids and things like that could be managed by that management company. Meaning yep. it's an entrepreneurial think tank is what a management you have autonomy to do what you want in there. Correct. Yes. But Got the it. but the point of baking, making a management company for a true entrepreneur, I mean, I find myself relatively secondary to dentistry. I'm like, great, I love it. It's one method of business, but the management company that you build should be able to oversee your personal estate should be able to see any other venture you're creating and other holding companies to manage that. And that's how I see a management company. Okay. I, I agree with that hundred percent. Okay. So, so let's just say I'm a dentist in, in Des Moines, Iowa, listening to this. If you haven't, if you listener in Des Moines, shout out, yeah. put it in the comments, <laughs> but I'm listening here. I'm a solo dentist. Okay. I don't know if I'm gonna bring on a partner one day, grow my practice, and you know I'm just doing what I can to keep my head up. Should I start a management company? Craig says no. What say what say Dwight? Well, there's two ways of looking say, at what's it. What say Trey? Yeah, I Trey think it depends on, your, depends on your goal. So okay. if you're Dwight. trying to do it for the reason that Dwight and I am I'm doing it, no, you should not. There wait, are wait, financial games to do it. Say it again. If you're trying to do if it, you're trying to reason. centralize services, manage you know bigger pieces, and on and on and on. No, you should not. There are financial games to splitting up your company and having revenue streams run through different aspects depending on the. What are those financial gains by splitting up your company? Tell me more. You have a revenue stream that can be run through, say, a C corp, that could be taxed at a different level up to a certain point that now has tax benefits that can save money for example okay i i uh, dwight i didn't give you a tray that's a fantastic answer by the way um dwight what say you if i am the des moines example right what should i have one maybe the the average dentist does not have a necessity the average dentist is not an entrepreneur and the average dentist is not the kind of person who necessitates that level of involvement most dentists want 
taxes done and clean and done, not complicated. But clearly, if you have a management company, you have management agreements, you have all those processes, it's a higher level of accounting, higher level of tax, higher level of business processes. And therefore, most doctors in general who have a private practice do not need to do this unless if you're planning on scaling and growing multiple types of businesses or even multiple businesses within your dental office. I know one person who has a single location, they have a lab and they have all these other things and they're hyper-managed and they need a management company to streamline the benefits of each of those businesses into mm -hmm. one management company. But again, that requires a high level of expense, legal accounting processes okay. that on the back end can be beneficial right, let me but ask at you scale. This. So I've heard all your answers. Mm -hmm. Could I... Now we use the same example. Let's say, let's say I decided to go, go for them. I'm, I'm the, I'm the Iowa dentist and I set this up. Now there's a revenue stream coming to, to my management company. Who, who could I potentially sell part of that to? Anyone, anyone. Who could I potentially sell part of my practice to? Dentists. Dentists. Interesting okay that's a dso so well that's a dso methodology it's not the it's not the dso all right let me ask you this so who who believes in profit that book profit first as you're a solo practicing den you believe in that Trey, right craig you, do i mean you, this, yeah of course but like do you allocate yeah. well when i say who believes in it who actually who actually deploys that method of of a set amount goes into a different account every month. Yeah, I, I think I, I, don't, do I, don't, I don't do it as, as systematic and automatic as that in terms of, uh, let me def as defined as that, but I believe you pay yourself first in, in concept. Doesn't have to be how I, much. I think, can, can we just add a little bit, you know, me with the vision, the Des Moines <laughs> dentist, is he going to be like 75% of the dentists that are listening to this or that, that are out there, maybe not listening to this because they're entrepreneurial if they're listening to this, but is he going to be like 75% of dentists where he's solo to the day he decides to transact? Yeah. Because you know, that's a different I animal. Know. I don't have the exact example. W what I'm trying to do is just, is just illustrate eye-opening things that people may want to go and learn more about, seeing if it's applicable. But, but again, not, just, just I, to I don't, steer our audience properly, if you're um, going to... Craig, it doesn't be this, matter. It doesn't okay. matter. Well, I, I, to the solo dentist that's out there, and I'm not trying to, let me just, just say one thing. To the solo dentist that, that, that's out there in Des Moines, if it's like the dentist that I've come to know, he doesn't even or she doesn't even pay themselves the associate salary. And there's such high, you know, I, I don't even know if the profit first really exists because if they properly pay themselves, they may be shocked to find that there's actually no profit from a solo practicing um, dental office. And like our friend Mitchell Baldridge says, it's fine if you buy your own job, it's just be careful what you pay for it. Yeah. So I just think to the, to the management conversation, it speaks to the entrepreneurial profit because without that management company would be negative on top of your negative. Right, right. Yeah, and, and you're right. And I'm only speaking from my own uh, experience. You know, I've had one for... Jeez, 2015. So I've almost 10 years now and, and I can speak to the merits of it, but I, honestly, I have to say if I was a soloist, I would not have done it because there really been no need to, because there's so many pass through abilities that it's just, it's a complication that is unnecessary because it's a, it's a, it's 
It's a company, which then requires a return, which requires bookkeeping, which requires tax, all <laughs> the different things that go along with it. And, and if you get as complicated as Dwight's good, now you have employees in there, now you have expenses in there. It's a whole different thing. Um, I will say okay. I started one and I, I was premature and I dissolved oh, wow. it. Oh, wow. Okay. So I, I had a management company at, and I don't remember exactly where I was, maybe three locations, something like that. I was trying to get economies of scale. I was still learning what I was doing. Economies of scale did not exist at that point in time. Uh, but people I was up moving into the management company was the same amount of people I could put back into the practices. <laughs> and I got rid of it. It was nothing mm -hmm. but complexity. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that is the, Craig, what I'm saying is, is like no one should use anything here as the, the judge and jury on something to execute right? Like, oh, well, well, they, they talked about it and they said thumbs up. So I'm doing it too. And like, that right. should, that should, should not be the end of your diligence in anything we're talking about marketing or employees or utilization rate or whatever. It's just exposure into something that you need to go learn more about, right? Right. You can't unhear some things that could benefit you. And some of them may not be applicable and this might not be applicable, but for the person who knows that they are going to be an enterpriser in their, in their career, if you're a young dentist, like, and you want to have multiple partners in multiple locations and want to set up a management company like Dwight, there are some benefits to that, but it's not for everyone. I will say that a halo benefit for us setting it up in the past is that I talked about kind of the, the, the bifurcation of profits, right? Um, meaning, meaning that a, a percentage of our top line revenue goes into a management company every month without fail, which happens to be, you know, almost like a built-in savings. So my partners have uh, equity in, in the management company, just like the practices. And it is nice to kind of, rem that's the first check that's written every month is from top line percentage of top line revenue into that thing. And now you're not looking at that number anymore. And it is nice every quarter you say, oh, shoot, we forgot about this. Not forgot about it, but like, oh, look, this is able to be distributed now because everything is good, right? All systems are go. This pot can now be distributed commensurate to your ownership. And so it has been, it has been, it has been a saving grace. Actually, I will say in certain periods of our growth, we've been able to use that as a dry powder pocket, <laughs> right? Um and it has been forced savings all along. And it wasn't for necessary for the reason of, oh, well, now, you know, I think Brian Kaleo is the one who says that actually, is that the the, the marketplace for, for a management company is the globe, I think he says, or is the world. Is, and yeah. the marketplace for your practice is just, is just um, local space. Right. Says the guy who gets paid 20 grand a piece to make a management company. I love Brian, no shade, but I'm just saying, show me the compensation. I'll show you the dialogue. You know, so his yeah. he he does have a very overarching Great. message. I was planning on going to that conference, and now I just got no, paid. no. I love Brian Kaleo. We've had him on the podcast. No, I think it's great, but I do think that this the tool is relatively oversold. Uh, uh, right, right. For those it's, who may especially for our industry, when you're holding a screwdriver, everything looks like a screw, right? I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's our own it's our own confirmational bias with with us, even. But, but I think it's so just, good. Just, to, just to kind of unwind any comment, just sorry, give me one second. If you are looking to start a DSO or management company, that's the guy I would use. <laughs> so, totally, I mean, yeah, totally. you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying yeah. that his speech at the dental association with, hey, if you're a dentist, you can only sell it to a dentist, so you better start a management company might be an overbroad message for everybody. So one size fits all. That's yeah, all yeah. I'm saying. I just like that we're simplifying this because the truth is, is for our industry, and I know dentists can only think about dentistry sometimes. It's like 
there is just a very small percentage necessity for management companies, unless if you're growing and scaling and ready to enterprise. And I love the fact that essentially what Pete just said is this management company is essentially building that profit first protocol. Now, early on in Pete's career and all of our careers, guess what? There was no profit first. All the money went back into growing and scaling, <laughs> growing and scaling, growing and scanning. So <laughs> no, do I believe in profit first? No, because I'm growing and scaling like a beast right now. And I'm just pushing, pushing, making sure that we make that happen. But he's right in the sense that that stability, especially once you have partners, yep. they require stability in whatever level that they're at, whether it's at the management company or the holding co, they've got to have distributions. They've got to have that set and ready to go. What he's saying is profit first is when you take the cash deposits and you separate them even before you pay expenses. That's what he's talking well, about. Dwight. It's a big deal. Yes. Yeah, so thank you for that. And yeah. you're right. As when I was bringing on a partner, I have played the C-suite. If people yeah. don't know what that is in my entire, my, in my offices forever, I guess, even probably to this day. So C-suite is your, is your top level. You know, you see it at big companies are publicly traded, but it's the, the CFO, the CEO, the CMO, CTO, like that, that combines the C-suite if you've never heard that. Right. Um, so Dwight, I think as the acting, when I brought in a partner as the acting CFO, I had a fiduciary responsibility to create something, right? That would be, um, that would protect and insulate, right? From, from right. bringing on a partner, like you said. So, uh, and that was just a mechanism to do it. And, it, and yeah, so I have been, it has worked for us and me. Um, but I, but I think like to Craig's point, I think that they, it could potentially be overdone in the space or underdone. I don't have any idea. All I know is, is if you heard something from this and, and something resonated, it's worthy of an exploration for you. How many practices did you have before you created one there, Pete? Three. 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 So again, multiple uh, skills. I mean, yeah, there's, three, three. there's a lot of steps before you get there and before it makes actual sense. Have I met Dennis who were within their first five years of opening a dental practice, have a single location, have a team of 10 to 15 and already have a management company? Yes. Yeah, and I, okay. I can't, I, and I can't understand the rationale for it. And I couldn't justify the tax strategies for it or the expenses for it, but it was all inherently based on their vision of where they were going. And I agree yeah, with Trey, you, you can do that, this super right? early and do it too early. And that's like, it's like when people say, when did you hire our HR director? I'm tired of dealing with people's issues. So I'm like, well, you're in the people business, both on the service side and on the employment side. So you kind of can't get away from that. And an HR director is not going to make it better. You know, but people feel like you need that earlier and earlier and earlier. And so those are the things that people get stuck on, right? Same thing with the management right. company is my point. Very good. It's in vogue. Things like yeah. that are in vogue. Everyone's yeah. oh, doing it. So let's let's talk about it. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me jump on jump it on it as well. As well. Um all right, guys, I, that is that is all I've got. We are we are, uh, you know, as, as you know, I always try to keep these around an hour or 50 minutes. If you guys have any updates on, on your anything interesting, uh, you know, there's no science corner this this week. Craig, that's usually when you log off is when I do the science corner. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy we got the world's greatest moderator back. It was, uh, it was just, it was, it was, um, interesting. You, you bounced off last, last, maybe not last one, but the, that one before. Yeah. And we got kind of like, it, it went down an interesting rabbit hole for like a little bit of time. 
That's very um, cool. You'll have to you'll have to listen to the pod to hear. Um, but yeah, okay, guys. I would we gotta we gotta we gotta do well we've got a couple of things coming up so it'll be uh holidays will get going and then you said how long away is the summit six, six months, months as so, of this friday I mean, shoot right. and then when do we gather for uh your work you know we're gathering masterminds coming up different things yeah we're doing on. the ski trip in um in late january yeah park city um, randy will be speaking at that one too and um yeah. So yeah, lots of, lots of things, but you know, uh, honestly, um, you know, Dwight, I will say that, let, let me just tell you this. We overindulged at the win is all I can tell you about last summit. Oh, I'm pumped um, about where we're going for Phoenix. No, meaning yeah, we overindulged. It's going to be even more indulgent. Detriment for our viability to the point. <laughs> Come where, on. Well, yeah, right. no, no, no. <laughs> But more importantly, I'm going to say this. What I like about Wild it, caught Samu white gloves I, is nice. I love I'll it. I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll say it. Vegas is Vegas. And right. it was awesome for a lot of reasons. And, you know, all of our, you know, a lot of people from our teams were all there and all that. It was incredible. But I also like it when you get to go to a resort like where we're going for Phoenix. And it's like everybody stays really close. And mm-hmm. everywhere you go to eat, you're running into other people with the same problems in their own right. offices, and we're solving problems together. That is also really, really cool. Vegas well, is just reason. very distracting. Vegas competes, reason, frankly so speaking. Many... It competes with the agenda. I mean, why yeah. do you you don't want to sit at 7 p.m. strategizing your business where you can go see Penn and Teller or White Lions? <laughs> or go to the pool and get a cabana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cheers, bro. Yeah, Trey. Trey uh, is Trey, Penn and Teller Trey? still around, by the way? Yeah, of course. How about Siegfried and Roy? Are those guys still kicking uh, it? I think one of them got eaten. Yeah, no way. Did they really? Well, yeah, you, 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 you freak around with, with tigers. <laughs> you freak Not yeah. an if, it's a it's win. It's the grizzly man. Like oh, here's my, my good friend Chocolate. The all, yeah. all I have to say is, uh, and this is not to start another, but 2024 is going to be epic. I'm pumped about oh, it. Oh, Dwight, so we don't have we don't have I know. the time. I know where I know. you're going. That's another pod. We got to go over right. goals. But, but but well, you can't leave him with that. Tell tell him real quick, and no one else can say anything. Teaser for next pod. Teaser is what, Dwight? Why do you why do you forty contend? second teaser? I want to hear the forty second and cryptic go. elevator pitch start. Did you say crypt, crypto? Cryptic, cryptic, oh, cryptic oh, elevator pitch. Get paid, it's enough of an elevator pitch to wet the whistle, but not enough to out it. <laughs> Luna's back. I think that everybody, just big picture, everybody is in fear mode, but opportunists are going to take advantage of it. Fed will lower rates uh, just in time to deal with nice little election times. They'll throw things off. And then we will all, as entrepreneurs, take the spring that's been compressed and compressed and spring forward and jump in as money market accounts hit $6 trillion in consolidated funds. At least one little drop is going to take us to that level. Drop another trillion into the market. Let's go. It's going to be exciting. Right. And I have one question. I it. thought you were going to go with the pitch. That was great. No. That was great. Dwight. I know. I, I was just... It was groundwork. I, it was groundwork. Groundwork. Is, is, is the money printer about to go... Is that what you're saying, Dwight? I'm saying that there's a lot of pent up cash that needs to be spent in March uh-huh. on the could, other side. And that what happens in election be, years typically. Could there be an opportunity just to just to <laughs> just to bring this opportunity you're talking about? Could there be an opportunity for the people that are listening, Dwight? For what? Uh, oh, for what to do? No, for is there an opportunity that for the for the listener potentially? 
You mean to invest in our practices? Oh, I don't know if that was, that's kind of crazy now. <laughs> I thought we were going. No, I okay, think they should invest in their own businesses. I think it's a heavy entrepreneurial year. And out of fear and compression of that, this when whenever there are risks of fear, there's a lot going on in the world. There's elections coming next year, all those other things. When people are scared, it is time to buy and to make transformational investments in your businesses. That is how all of us have developed our businesses, in my personal opinion. So I think everybody should do that as well. So you believe in, in, uh, in periods when to make money. Mm -hmm. It's going to be believe in that I like this. I, I like that. I like the, <laughs> what the world's greatest dental moderator is trying to do here. Let me tell you what he's trying to do. He's trying to get you to say what he wants. So in other words, you believe you know in what we need coin. to do is when are oh, we, guys, when are we doing the review meeting, the meeting of all our, all our, the recap, the recap for, um, yeah. Who won? Who won? Yeah. Smartest, again, smartest bear, smartest bear in the room. Who, who won? Who is the smartest dental prognosticator of luckiest bear in the room? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. All right, guys. Well, I will, uh, I'll enjoy, I will save this chart from George Trich that I sent you guys, um, at the hundred year old chart of that. That's been historically correct a crazy amount of times. And I got this from, I forget where, but I'll bring it up on the next pod from as we the website. It's not from crypto. It actually has nothing to do with crypto. There's a farmer that developed this George, uh, George Trich. As a farmer developed this this thing and it's crazy this the the times of good times high prices time to sell right and then low times hard times time to buy kind of thing and he and shows this chart and and you can look back at data was when he was around and he kind of nails a lot of these things so it's kind of this like weird and you know how we talked about you know hey it's peter like it's time to upgrade the camera software so you have the unlimited package so you can actually use it for more than one hour <laughs> well, you know, you know what that is. Back in the i mean appreciate you being in solidarity with our full diverse community but well, you got to get the full package answer anyway all right guys that was fun over and out and we will see <laughs> thanks peter thank thank you for organizing this thanks for holding us rowdy crew together and we appreciate you, you. but everybody before we go go to bulletproofsummit.com it will sell out. It always does. And by the way, there's discounts. So if you bring yeah. 30 or more people, it's a 30% off. So literally we're like paying you to come essentially. <laughs> so 10 that, people, 10%. So, so sign that team up. <laughs> That's what I'm talking See about. Guys. You're not kidding, bro. It's 2023. It's 2023 is the date on there. It is. Oh, on the chart. Oh, we're still recording, oh, yeah, but on bro. the chart. Dwight, yeah, look bro. at that. Like, spend some time with that. You're going to be like, wild. oh, my God. Yeah, I love every freaking It's almost like it was like divine intervention yeah. and is like the thing. So, all right. Until next time, everyone. <laughs> We're still going.